Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which should stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we'll analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, only one episode, or were like that one really weird season of a long-running show. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. Stay doomed, listener. You're the last listener to arrive. Luckily, this is a non-elimination episode of Stay Doomed. Yes, welcome back to part two of the Amazing Race Family Edition, also known as the Amazing Race Season 8. Yes. A very weird thing that we are doing, but was voted on and nominated by our lovely patrons, so we're very happy to be doing this episode. Yes, so this is a pretty fun one. Uh, We did the first five episodes in the previous episode of Stay Doomed, so we're going to be picking up at episode six if you're looking at the beginning. If you're looking for the beginning of the season, uh, go back. Listen to the last one. Yeah, listen to the last episode. And of course, if you want to watch along, this is available on Hulu. Yes. So before we jump into this one, it's a new leg of the podcast, so we should probably pour one out. Oh, and quick heads up. If you watch it on Hulu, at least one episode is mislabeled, but they are all there. Pour one out. Uh, so, uh, what you got there? All right, so, I took a, a little bit of uh, ginger seltzer and mixed it with orange pineapple seltzer, and then I added uh, a spray of that Kool-Aid Mio stuff, uh, topped it with a splash of watermelon juice, and then for some flair, I added two stuffed licorice minis, and they all come together in something I'm calling the pointless leg. You might have noticed I didn't name any alcohol in this, so I'm going to drink it. It's a thing I'm going to have to get through, but it'll have no effect on anything. It's bubble because there's so much seltzer in it. It's bubbling in a very menacing way. Well, yeah, because it's it's the 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 seltzer bubbles are actually attacking the uh, the licorice that are in there. And because of that, there's also like a sugar skin on the top of yours. I think that's because of the uh, watermelon. Oh, yes. It's fine. There's no point to it. I have to get through it because of this podcast. But it's not going to matter. The pointless leg. Yeah, we were we were trying to figure out. We were, uh, you know, racing to get this episode out in time. And then uh, I got yielded. Yeah, Laura got yielded on the way here. So I gave up and got McDonald's. And yeah. I call it the Weaver family yield. Yes, so she she's currently enjoying a flurry. You can't, I don't even think you could pour that out. It's no, so it is, it's a McFlurry, so it's like... So actually, if you watch this on YouTube, it's very clearly not from McDonald's. Uh, it is a Wawa flurry. Mm-hmm. But uh, they stopped and got McDonald's. Yeah, so spoilers for upcoming moments in this podcast. Yeah, so we're going to start with episode six. I'm sick of doing stuff I can't do. Yes. Because the naming convention of Amazing Race is every episode is named for uh, something that someone says. Yes. Now, I'm sick of doing stuff I can't do. 
I 100% thought when we saw that episode name was going to be little Carissa Gagan. Yes. Who is nine years old. Mm-hmm. Of must, the Rugrats. And must be protected at all cost. Yes. And just to establish this again before we, we really get going. Uh, in episode, or in the previous episode of the podcast, we gave all the teams a nickname. Yeah. Just so you guys can understand who they are easier. Yeah. Because you just said the Gagan family and like... You'd have to remember the last name and stuff like that. Well, so I, I mentioned that she was the little nine-year-old girl. Right. What I'm saying is, we're giving them these nicknames, so if you're listening just audio-wise, you can picture who these people are, rather than trying to tie a, a last name to these. So he's, here are the nicknames that we use throughout the uh, the course of this episode. Currently in first place, we have the Italians. Yes. Uh, who are from New Jersey. Uh, then we have, in second place, we have The Tragic Fam. In third place, we have Gary Gergic. Gergic? Gergic? Gergic. Gergic, yeah. Gary uh, Gergic, because yes. you never said that. Because uh, they remind us of Jerry from uh, Parks and Rec. Because he's like an older guy with three hot, doting daughters. Yes. Then we have The Siblings, which are three brothers and a sister. The Rugrats, which is something that the other teams actually call them. It's a mom and dad and their two kids, a brother and sister. Who are 12 and 9, respectively. Yes, hence Rugrats. And then the Wine Moms, who throughout this show are called the Desperate Housewives. But the updated version of that is to call them Wine Moms. Yeah, I honestly think Wine Moms is more accurate to the energy they bring. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Wine Moms wasn't really a concept in 2005. Yeah. Now, I, I will grant you, we never see these women, like, we never see anybody drink alcohol. No. But they are... Could you imagine being drunk on this? But if you've ever watched How I Met Your Mother and you know the concept of the woo girl... Yeah, they're woo A girls. wine mom is a grown-up woo girl. Yes. So, we start with the Italians in first place. Everything's going well. The first leg of this particular mission is... That the teams must take one of three charter buses to San Jose, Costa Rica. Uh, They will leave 30 minutes apart and will carry two teams each. Upon arrival, teams must drive themselves to uh, the Volcano National Park and find their clue on the outer rim of the volcano. Yes. Which sounds way cooler than it is. Yeah, like... Nothing really happens. There was a fast forward that does not get aired. Yes, this is something I wanted to, to bring up. You can actually see... The fast forward when they pull open the clues. Yeah, you can you see the see green it sitting there. Yeah, like the green cardboard. And in the previous episode, the host Phil actually says, "Fast forward is something that lets you skip all tasks and go immediately to the pit stop." This is the only fast forward on this race, which is just a lie. Because there's another one in the next episode, but because they don't, no one goes for it, there's no point in showing that it exists. Because all it would do is disappoint you. Yeah, so the ADR is, uh, Phil kind of just goes back and loops in that dialogue yeah. for the previous episode. And then after that, uh, teams must get to the, uh, they, they have to first get to the charter buses. Everyone is hailing taxis except for the wine moms because they don't have any money. Because at the end of the last race, it was a non-elimination leg, but they lost all of their money. They do not get any more for this leg. And 
they lose everything but the clothes on their backs. Yeah, so. yeah, but they had put on a bunch of clothes before getting eliminated. So they have a bunch of stuff, and they're carrying them around in trash bags. And they somehow get $21. They, I, I forget what they're saying, but my note here is they kind of sound like racist sex workers. Yeah, they're like, can we have money? We don't have any money. But like, I, they're also sounding very like forward about it. Uh, and it's just one of those things that, like, the audio out of context sounds really bad. Yes. Uh, bus number one turns out to be the siblings and the Italians. Mm-hmm. Bus number two is Tragedy Fam and the Rugrats. Bus number three is the Gergich and the Wine Moms. Yes. Bus number one is having a nice time. Yes. The siblings and the Italians, they just kind of seem like they're having a nice time, chit-chatting, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, Mama Paolo can actually just, like, take a break from yelling yeah, at people. Yeah, they're in first place. They don't have to drive. They're in a nice bus. They can just kind of chill. Yeah, like, it's actually just this, like, nice moment of, like, we get to see two teams also interacting in a very, like, pleasant, positive way. Mm-hmm. Of they're just like, oh, yeah, how you doing? Everything's great. Um, and then the teams need to drive to the next place themselves. And... We see a really clever thing. The Italians and the siblings go in on a cab driver. Yes. And they follow them because they have to drive themselves. That's part of the rules. But no one says they cannot hire a cab driver to lead them there. So they kind of go in. Yeah, this is great work because like they both know that they're currently in first and second place. If they stick together, while only one team will probably win prizes... They can stay in front of the next bus. Yes. And we get to the first yield. When they get to the Doka estate. Yes. The... I'm sorry, hold on. Okie dokie. Bar... Hi, neighbor dogs. Was there not a detour on this leg of the race? Um, the detour is much later. The detour is relic or ripe, and it is well after the yield. Oh, okay. I just have... Okay. I, I have the order that they finished the, the roadblock, and I thought that was the end of the episode, and I was like, this doesn't make any damn sense. No, no. Uh, they're not even... Like, the yield is actually ahead of the uh, roadblock, okay. even. I'm sorry. So at the Doka estate, we get the option to yield, and the Italians use it on Tragedy Fam. Yes, it should be pointed out that Phil says this is the first of two yields on this course, which we also know is a lie, because there was a yield in the first episode that wasn't used. Yeah, which I kind of get, because at that point, you're just making an enemy. (laughs) Right, exactly. Uh, I was more of just pointing out the fact that they're hiding the fact that there was a yield earlier. Yeah, so the Italians choose to yield the Weaver family. And what that yes, means... the Tragic family. Yes. And what ends up happening there is that the Tragedy family will have to turn over an hourglass and just sit there. Yes. They spend that time sitting there, looking through the other pictures that are there. Because the way you yield someone is you put their picture in the center of the yield, and then you have to put your picture in the you've been yielded by. Yeah. So there's a picture of all the teams there. And since Tragic Fam has to just sit there, they just go through all the pictures and just rip every person apart. Yeah. Now, what's funny is they don't get there for a while. 
So what ends up happening is you have to go through the, the uh, what's it called? The roadblock is that you have to go through 800 pounds of coffee beans to find the single red bean. Yes. It's all white except for one red bean. What ends up happening is it's all female competitors who end up going through it. So That's a good point. It is all female, isn't it? So it's just a bunch of women getting screamed at by their family. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the Italian mother. It is the Rugrats mother. Mm-hmm. But one of the daughters in the the Gary family. Yeah, one of the obviously anything is going to be a female competitor with when the it's wine moms. The wine moms, and it's one of the I believe it is one of the daughters in the um, tragedy fam. Yes. So you know, it's a bunch of women getting yelled at. The wine moms crush it. Yeah. Like the the competitor finds it almost immediately. So then they have to drive 94 miles to Yakko and go to a surf shop where Javier will give them the next clue. Yes. The next one who finds it, the Italian mother. Mm Mm-hmm. And then that's, after we see two competitors get it. Now, Megan Linds, who's the siblings, Mm -hmm. and she was the second team to get there. She's still looking. Oh, yeah. Siblings are always terrible at roadblocks. Always. Yes. At every roadblock, they have an issue and they fall behind. So... Then, like, my next quote is that the other thing about Tragedy Fam is that they are very, very um, involved in their Christian faith. Yes. Which they tell us constantly. And then whoever's doing this edit edit constantly undermines them by showing them saying the most unchristian things. I mean, they say things like, you know, it's hard being alone in this race because... We're trying to be good Christians here, and no one is here is a good Christian. They're just mean people with fake boobs. It's like, whoa, what was that last part? Yeah, they make a comment about the wine mom's boobs being expensive. You guys are evil. I hope those boobs cost a lot. Did <laughs> you gotta wear a natural one? Yeah. They also they look at the Italians and they make a very crass comment about the fact that the Italian father uh, works as as a garbage collector. Yeah, they trash on that. Sorry. <laughs> Quite a bit. Which is very funny because his occupation ends up coming in very handy later in the episode. Yeah, it's kind of fun. And it's also, they don't have a sense of humor about anything in their own lives. They also, and I mentioned this in the beginning of Amazing Race episode one. This was 2005 and... The attitude toward the arsler was considerably more casual. Oh yes, than it gets it is now. thrown around, and it gets thrown around by many, many char- characters, many, many people. It's never censored. It's not edited out. Uh, this is kind of a changing times thing, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want—we're not going to say it on air, and we're not going to use any of that audio. Mm-hmm. But I also think if you're expecting this to be like. A super family-friendly show, it can be very jarring yeah, in 2021 to hear it. For sure. And so that's kind of my little, like, heads up to you, especially if it's a, you know, if it's a slur that really bothers you personally, I really don't feel right being like, yeah, this cool family-friendly show, surprise, you're going to be upset. So there's a really endearing moment, sorry, to jump very far in the other direction, there's an endearing moment where the Rugrat son, who is 12... Yells, you can do it! At his mother, indistinctly, the Rob Schneider Rob Schneider, yeah. 
And I have a note here of, it is in fact endearing. <laughs> it is in fact the early 2000s. Yeah, but it's like it's a 12-year-old boy yelling a movie quote. It's very cute. Yeah. Finally, the sibling's sister gets hers. And they congratulate her on becoming a Lynn's boy and growing some balls. <laughs> and then they bust her balls. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, they bust her brand new balls. Yeah, they're brand new. Be careful. And uh, the Weaver, the uh, Tragedy Fam actually gets there and the Rugrats are still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite being on the second bus. Yeah. They are still there and the Rugrats come in last even after the Tragedy Fam. Yeah. And that's when we get to the detour. The detour. Detour is a choice between two tasks. This is relic or ripe. In this detour, teams have to choose between two beloved elements of Costa Rican culture. The choice, relic or ripe. In relic, teams make their way to this nearby rainforest and must traverse six precarious road bridges while searching for four relics of the Maya civilization. Once they have delivered each of these relics to this archaeologist, they'll receive their next clue. In Ripe, teams travel to this nearby banana plantation, where they must gather 15 bushels of bananas and load them onto these hanging tracks. Then, using a locally devised pulley system, the teams must haul the bananas to the distribution center, where the foreman will give them their next clue. I forget which one you chose for this one. I chose the bananas. I I think this is the one out of uh, all of them. Where they end up being kind of even. Yes. The the big like twist in this is if you go with Relic, you have to walk across these huge rope bridges. They're cool looking. Which are uh, incredible. And it ends up like storming. Mm-hmm. And they're just getting soaked, but like they're 100 feet in the air walking across a rope bridge in the middle of a rainforest. It's incredible. And then they have to pick up these four Relics, which are very large... But they don't seem to weigh anything. Yeah, they look like they're made of foam. These bushels of bananas that they have to pick up, I did a little bit of research for you this. No, it did. No, it did. No, it did. Some research. The big stalks with the bananas attached to them each are roughly 110 pounds. So these are like heavy. And you have to get them hooked on this thing, which is not, like, the easiest thing to do. And then you have to drag them on this, like, weird, like, suspended conveyor thing. Yes. Uh, So, bananas is definitely harder. Yes. But there's a lot of walking in Relic. So this is the one that seems like it kind of comes across as even. You might get ahead in Relic if you run, and you might get ahead in bananas if you are super strong. I said I thought bananas would be easier. This was before you did the research on how much they weighed. Mm-hmm. The Italians are the only family who takes the bananas. Yes. It's hysterical because Papa Paolo of the Italians is a garbage collector. So he's used to picking up these giant residential garbage cans, mm-hmm. which can get really heavy. So he just hulks out. Yeah. And it's hilarious because you watch him just pick one up himself and then you watch his wife and both teenage sons, like yeah, older teenagers. Struggle. And it's very funny to me because, like, you would think these two, like, young strapping guys would be able to keep up to dad. Nah. Yes. It takes both of them and the mother to, you know, match Papa Paolo. 
Uh, the Paolos do get theirs done faster than anyone else. The Italians, who were the only ones who chose ripe. Mm. Laura is right again. Yes. Laura will still not do the Amazing still Race. Still not do the Amazing Race with me. Uh, so I, I guess let's run through the first four teams to arrive because they, that's what basically happens. And then they try to create suspense with the last two. Yeah, there is an intense foot race. Yeah. But the Italians narrowly... Beat, beat the siblings. So once again, the siblings have to stand there yeah. as the Italians are given prizes. Yes. They have a choice between each member of the family will choose between receiving a Segway, a Vespa, a jet ski, or an ATV. And it doesn't. we don't find out what they choose, but I'm more than anything, I want to know what the mom picked. <laughs> like, what did mom get? Did, did mom get a Segway? <laughs> Ah, she's she's big into jet skis. You can tell she's got that Mobius energy. Big Mobius energy. Yeah, she's got Mobius energy. The siblings and the because uh, everyone else chose relic. The siblings and uh, the Jerry Gergich family. Yes. Come next, and Phil literally makes a comment about how bad they smell. Oh yes, yes. Because they get caught in this horrific rainstorm. Now I gotta point out the Italians don't get caught in it because it's the rainforest and like it can be kind of localized. Yeah, exactly. So then the wine moms come yes. and we are down to the tragedy fam and the Rugrats. Yes. So in an amazing piece of this race, the tragedy fam finishes the relic uh, part of the detour and they are leaving as the Rugrats arrive. Yes. And they're just kind of like, all right, we just got to keep moving. Maybe something will happen. Rugrats jump out and try to start doing their detour and Tragedy Fam gets stuck in the mud. Yeah. And they're just spinning the tires and desperately trying to get out of this, like, parking spot they're in. And this is where uh, Mama Tragic Fam screams. I can't, Don. I can't. Mama, mommy, come on! You guys, I can't do this! I'm sick of doing stuff I can't do! In a big twist of who would be delivering that line. Because I totally thought it was going to be a child being like, I never get to do the roadblocks. Yeah, I thought thought that quote was going to be the little nine-year-old girl in the Rugrats. Yeah. Um, And so unfortunately, when we get to the elimination, we lose the Rugrats. Well, I want to say that like they do a good job editing this and making you believe that Tragedy Fam's about to quit. Yeah. They're just like, we're stuck in the mud and I don't want to play anymore. But no. Tragedy Fam gets their way out and eliminates the Rugrats. And Phil is very nice to the Rugrats and it's just kind of like, you will always be the youngest people to make it this far. <laughs> like, he didn't say you will always, because at this point we don't know that they're never doing this again. Yeah. But like, easily... Carissa, the little girl, is the youngest racer to make it past the first episode. By a country mile. Yeah. And I think the next youngest is her elder brother. Yeah. Because the Weavers do have a teenage son, but he's a couple years older even. Yeah. So uh, we we watched this little girl cry. Yes, of course. And then I do need to bring up here that there was supposed to be another leg immediately after this that was canceled by a hurricane. Right. So, uh, because this feels very strange, because we kind of go back to America very quickly. We have this one episode outside the U.S. Right. And then we're back. 
There was another leg of the race that was canceled because of a hurricane. Yeah, that's a shame. Which is strange because there was also the issue of a hurricane striking New Orleans about a month after. Yeah, it wasn't Katrina. No, it was Emily that canceled the hurricane or yeah. canceled the leg of the race. And then uh, Katrina destroyed the Schroeder's home. Right. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later as well. Uh, we're going to talk about what happened with the Schroeders, which we were calling him a uh, bad dad jokes or douche dad. I felt mm-hmm. bad calling him douche dad after finding out about the Katrina yeah. thing, uh, even though he is really unkind to the other competitors. <laughs> yes, for real. Um, so episode seven is 90 minutes long. Yeah, I have here that it was a longy. It was like, uh-oh, a longy. So, but we, we've got a, a good amount to say about this one because this was, uh, this is not the episode that feels... Uh, like filler. Yeah. So the first thing they have to do is they have to swim out to a clue that's attached to a buoy out in the ocean. Yes. And uh, Papa Italian is like, oh, let me do this. And he starts to swim out and is successfully passed by pretty much every team. Yes. (laughs) And it's not a far swim, but uh, he gets to the buoy and then rescue swimmers have to be deployed. Yes. Uh, as he begins to just start drowning. Yeah. Fortunately, he is fine and he's able to continue. Uh, but the siblings are the quickest back. Yeah. So the siblings uh, are able to quickly jump into the lead here. We we see a moment and they have to find uh, La Iglesia de Metal where an altar boy will give them their next clue. Yeah. They have to go to a church that's two and a half hours away. And then uh, we have to... Kind of have this moment again where we see Tragedy Fam praying right after they're speaking really poorly of other people. Yes. This seems to be the move now with them. It's very interesting how their edit begins to change. Yeah. In the first few episodes, everything is very sympathetic to this family. Yes. Because uh, I don't know that we would have picked Tragedy Family for them, given their later edit. Yeah. So... It's, I mean, they are... Clearly, the villains now of yes. this season. Almost as if with the uh, departure of Bad Dad Jokes, there needed to be a new villain. Yeah, and I don't ever think Bad Dad Jokes was ever a villain to the extent that Tragedy Fam becomes the villains of this show. Like, they're always talking about how they're victims. Yeah. And they're they're constantly cutting... We're Christians. These people are stupid. We're Christians. Uh, You know, these people are ugly. Like, constantly. Yeah, I think Bad Dad Jokes, he kind of owns Mm -hmm. the D-bag part of his nature a little more well. Yeah, like, I think if we were... Even at the beginning of their... The beginning of the first episode, they're kind of like, yeah, he's terrible, but we love him. Yeah, I think if we were to talk to Bad Dad Jokes... And ask him, like, what did you thought? And he's like, I was kidding. I got a pretty bad edit. But, you know, they were meant to be jokes. I was trying to be funny. Some people didn't think they It was a super stressful situation. I was trying to add levity yeah. to my family. Yeah, I'm trying to keep everyone going, all that stuff. I think if we talked to Tragedy Fam on this show and was like, so what do you think? They would say, like, we are Christians and we should not be portrayed this way. Yeah. Uh, those people were all awful to us. So I think this is a good time to mention this because we're already kind of contrasting these two families. Uh, We talked about how the Schroeder family, bad dad jokes, 
uh, they lost their home in Katrina. Yes. And Bible Dad, who I didn't like, but I, I kind of like more after hearing this story. He was having none of this. He tried to send a driver from Shreveport, where he lived, to New Orleans area to go pick them up before and evacuate them. When Katrina happened. Yes. He, like, he was having none of this. Not on his watch. So, and the uh, Bad Dad Jokes family talked about how every single family from The Amazing Race reached out to them, offered assistance, money, somewhere to stay, something, except for one. Oh, was a tragic fan. Yeah. Interesting. So, now they give them the benefit of the doubt, saying, like, maybe they didn't know our address or how to reach out to us. But it does look bad. Yeah. You can't help but make that assumption. We get the next detour. Yes, brush or barrel. In brush, teams must travel by taxi over 10 miles to this ox cart factory in the town of Sarchi. Once here, they will choose two of these partially painted cartwheels. Then, following the pattern from the painted section, finish decorating the wheels. When the artisan approves of their work, teams will receive their next clue. In barrel, teams must travel by taxi over 10 miles to this sugarcane plantation, where they'll load a tractor trailer with one ton of harvested sugarcane. Then, they'll transport it approximately six miles to this rum factory. After they've delivered the cane, they must search the factory's vast warehouse, also known as the Tonelaria, and look for the marked rum barrel rack. They'll search the barrel for their next clue. First one here, think. So then I look at Laura and say, I want to do brush, so barrel's right. Right? <laughs> My thought here is that barrel sounds so much goddamn harder. Yeah. It's got to be the right one. It's got to be easier. Because brush sounds so much easier. Yeah. So I, I choose barrel. Uh, brush is the tragedy fam, the wine moms, and the Gurditch family. Yes. And barrel is the siblings and the Italians. So something that we find out is the Gurditches get miserably lost. Oh, yes. And the siblings crush it. The siblings just motor through it. They get the barrel. They get the clue. Yeah, they go to the barrel one, and it's easy peasy for them. Yeah, they just, they beast it. So then, uh, because they beast it so quickly, we find out the teams must fly to Phoenix, Arizona, and they have to get drive themselves to Bondurant Supercart School. Another racetrack. Which is what literally what I say outside, when, like out loud when they say this. I go, another racetrack, huh? And then my next note is, Laura, right again. Yes. Because they were so much faster than everyone yeah, else. Yeah, the, the brush one, with the, which the wine moms and the tragic fam do, is so... It, it's basically a paint by numbers without the numbers because it's a repeating pattern. And uh, basically, the... It's a big like circle, so you have it's very repetitive and exact science. So it takes forever. And it's one of those things where it's a big wheel, but it's not really big enough that four people can work on it at the same time effectively. So somebody's just standing around. There's a lot of issues with this one. And it's also the artist has to approve it, so you don't know how um good it has to look. Yeah, that's another thing because the wine moms have one that looks spectacular, and the tragedy fam has one that looks a little janky, but they both get their clues. Yeah. So you kind of like, I and I felt for the wine moms here because like 
you kind of think that if, unless it's perfect, you're not going to get it. Yeah. So they end up losing a lot of time. So then we kind of get the, the, the great equalizer of the airport. The siblings get through on Delta Airlines. Yeah. Everyone else gets on Air Taka, which gets them earlier. Yeah, so siblings are alone on the first flight that is found. Because the, not only do they get on this flight, but it immediately runs out of seats. Yes. So they're like, awesome, we did it. And then everyone gets on flight two, which ends up being faster, and the siblings have no idea. Yeah, which is kind of fun. Yes. Uh, uh, Because flight two uh, has a connecting flight as well. That's important. While they're waiting for the flights, the tragedy fam, like, separates the one son from the Italians. Yes. It's gross. And yells at him for yielding him. What is the reason for yielding? Yeah. Yeah. You guys were the last team there, period. We were already in six years. Oh, <laughs> that's because we tried to knock a team out. <gasps> that's what we're trying to do. Any team. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right now, it's the game. We like you. We've been nothing but friendly to you. Let's be friends. We could be friendly, but right oh, now it's the final five. Well, you're not any yields left, and we do, sweet. Like, all the things you would say, and... The tragedy fam's like, well, just remember, we still have our yield, and we're still here. Like, yeah, they get really up and, and they also go like, let's be friends, and like, it's very off-putting. Yeah, like, and like, this is a teenage boy that they're like up in his face, and like, oh, you don't have the nerve to do that to Mama Paolo. Exactly. Like, like if you sit down with your friends to play Mario Party. Expect the fact that someone might steal your star. And when they steal your star, you can't go, why did you do that? Because the answer is, we're playing Mario Party. <laughs> like, it's the amazing race. This is what happens. <laughs> that being said, like, if somebody has three stars and I have one star and you steal mine, you suck. Um, you steal from whoever's coming in first. That is strategy. Unless it's you. Then you steal from whoever has pissed you off most recently. Exactly! It's the amazing race! <laughs> uh, so... I like that you argued with me to come back around to say exactly what I said. Yeah, and also you never steal a star from me. Because that would be very unpleasant. That's not true. We've never played Mario Party. That's not true. We played it on your N64. When we found it in the storage before we moved. Did we? Yeah. But we only played like 10 turns because turns out Mario Party takes forever. I would have stolen their star. Anyway. I would have flipped the table. Anyway. It was a glass table. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I would have had a really hard time flipping it too because it had a stuff underneath it. <laughs> so the wine moms don't get the connecting flight, but they get insanely lucky and get a different one. Yeah, so... Flying out of Newark instead of JFK. They land in JFK and they're just like, we don't have your ticket for the connecting flight. And they should. There's no reason why the the wine mom shouldn't have theirs. So they take a risk and they end up having to drive to Newark or take a cab maybe to Newark and then get a connecting flight there that actually gets them there sooner. Uh, Because the flight is intended to be tied. It's also going to get there at 920. But something happens, and their flight gets in early. Yes. So they go from behind the eight ball to first. Yeah. So we find out they get to the racetrack, and they have to do 
50 laps, a pit stop after 25. And the Y moms are like, I. So they're like already moving before anybody else gets there. Right. And they, by the time the Italian family gets there, uh, the Y moms are half done. Yeah. And then in a moment, I do actually really understand. Uh, tragedy fam, one of the daughters begins to cry. Yes. And mom kind of like takes it for the team. Mm-hmm. And then we get this shot. Like the minute the editors show any humanity from Tragedy Fam at this point, there's a moment where we see one of the wine moms consoling the children. Yeah, very nicely. And then we immediately see the children talking crap on the wine moms. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's bad. They're so unlikable. This family. And so the wine moms have to get to Fort McDowell, thirty-five miles away, because they are done. So fast. Yes. Because they have such a head start on everybody. And so as people leave, um, there's a moment where we see uh, the Tragedy fam pass a garbage truck and they make a gross comment about the Italians. You're like, oh, look, maybe the Palo family's on it. Oh. And I'm like, you just pitched a fit because you were reminded of something that was upsetting to you. Yeah. And it was very, like, they could dish it out, but they couldn't take it. Exactly. Like, if somebody had made even the slightest interpretably rude comment toward them. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it was just a less sympathetic, like, ah, this must suck for you, you know it would have been terrible. Yeah. And, like, to be honest, you probably could have won the race that way. You probably could have jabbed them enough while they're on that racetrack to get them to quit. It would have been a horrible way to win. Yeah. But... You probably could have, but nobody would do that because that's a horrible thing to do. So when we get to the pit stop, it is the wine moms, tragedy fam, and the siblings kind of all edited to look neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wine moms take it and they win a trip to Belize. Yeah, they're going to Belize. Now, I believe Belize was where the cut leg of the race was. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So they they take it, they get the trip to Belize, and then immediately the siblings are like, Hi, we're in second. Oh no, the Weaver. Uh, the no, Tragic Fam shows up yeah. first, and then we get a foot. We get a moment of the Italians get lost and they believe they're in last. Yes. So <laughs> this is great. This is this is the epitome of what this team is. the <laughs> The Italians think they're in last, and I want to point out not only are they not in last, but they're clearly parked their car next to. Only three other cars. Oh, yeah. So if they had taken the time to count, they could realize that they were not in last place. But they're thinking they're in last place, and they're thinking it's a, it might be a non-elimination. So they're doing what the wine moms did, and they're putting on all their clothes. As they're putting on all their clothes, the Gary Gergic family shows up. And they're like, oh, no, wait! <laughs> we're not in last! And just, like, half-wearing all these clothes... To start sprinting. Yeah, like the, the image of Mama Paolo with like her granny panties over her pants. Incredible. It. Incredible. And the quote of this episode actually comes from Phil. Yeah. Paolo family. <laughs> you look ridiculous. Look ridiculous. And he is happy to tell them that they have not, that yeah. they are Team family number, number four. four. And get a big old hug. Yeah. It's, it's a cute, it, it's a cute moment like. They're laughing. Everyone's happy. And then the Gergich family, the Jerry Gergich family is not eliminated. And 
We also don't get the end of the episode. We just yeah. go right into the next leg. Yeah, because Phil hands them their next clue. Yeah, so they have to then drive themselves to Mesa and find the Phoenix Mesa Gateway Airport to find Fighter Combat International, which leads them to their roadblock, where you have to do a 360-degree loop in a fighter plane. Yes. And this begins the delightful thing that Tragedy Fam does of uh, sending their teenage son. Yes. What was his name? Raleigh. Raleigh. Uh, so we have a moment of the Gurgich family has no money to get to their um, to get to this place, so they have to like beg for money. And there is a great moment where Dad is just awkwardly by the car because he's like, "No one's gonna give me money, but my daughters are pretty." Yes, like, there's this weird like he kind of admits, awkward pimp thing happening. Yeah, but like he he's just awkward about it. He doesn't like do anything. But the girls successfully get money, and we get the first three go at, go all at the same time, and it's yes. the siblings, tragedy fam, and the Italians. Yes, the roadblock is they have to do a barrel roll. Yes, and basically they they take them up in the plane, and the pilot's like. Let me show you some cool tricks. And they do a bunch of things that looks like the plane crashing. Yeah. Like, they're like, we're going to go straight up in the air, and then I'm going to kill the engines, and we're going to (laughs) tumble. It was like, whoa, this is a lot. It is meant to disorient them before they have to take controls and do the barrel roll. That makes sense. And they have to do the barrel roll themselves. They actually are given the controls, and, like, there's another pilot there, so if they're like, I'm just going to fly it into the earth, they can stop them. Uh, But they have to do an actual barrel roll, which is the nose of the plane goes up and you do a backflip. It is not the the plane rotating on a horizontal axis like Star Fox will lead you to believe. Yeah. So, now I will say, Tragedy Fam, the sun begs. Please, please let me do this one. (laughs) And they let him because, like, no one else wants to. Yeah. Uh, so he nails it. Yeah, he kills it. One attempt. One attempt. Nails it. Finished. Onward. Mm-hmm. And the siblings get it pretty quickly because it's the sister. She does... I think she takes like two attempts. The Italian brother has a very hard time. But it's like a thing you've never done. Yeah, exactly. So I, I do have like a lot of sympathy here. Like, it's hard. And they have to get to, after this, they have to get to the Grand Canyon and find Lippin Point to find their next clue. Grand Canyon's pretty. Yes, it certainly is. And then Tragedy Family, like, tries to sabotage the siblings. Because the siblings are, like, right behind them. And, like, they're like, oh, they want to hear all about the history. They're going to say they don't. And, like, if it was a family you liked more, it would be cute. Yeah, it, it's because they have to go through, like, this national park thing. And, like I said, if it was, like Laura said, rather, if it was not Tragic Fam and another family, and they were just like, listen, the car behind us, they're going to pretend like they don't want to hear history, but they really, really do tell them everything as just a, like, silly thing to slow them down. Yeah. It would be fine. But for, because it's Tragedy Family and they've been mean to everyone... It's, it's not as fun. It's not charming. Yeah. Uh, there's a point where we actually see the siblings talking badly about the tragedy fam. Mm-hmm. But, like, you kind of can't feel like help but feel like they've been provoked at this point. Uh, then we get... Uh, they have to drive themselves to Page, Arizona and find the Glen Canyon Dam. Yes. And there is a point 
where uh, Tragedy Fam has to pee and they lose their lead. Yes. And then my next note, this is why I don't do The Amazing Race. Yeah. Like, my entire edit would be, and then Laura had to pee and they had to pull over. Yes. Uh, I also want to include that the Italians, no, the yeah, the Italians uh, look at the Grand Canyon and go, it's the world's largest pothole. <laughs> I Nobody looks at it and goes, where are all the presidents? Yeah, because it was... 2005. 2005. Uh, and then we get to our detour. Bearing or bailing? For bearing, teams must choose one of five colored cards upon which were written different compass coordinates. Teams must use a provided compass to follow the coordinates in a motorized boat to three different hidden boxes around Horseshoe Bend, each with more coordinates. Once you have a total of four cards of the same color, you exchange them for your next clue. Only Tragedy Family does this one. Yes. For bailing, teams must travel by motorized boat to locate a sunken boat in the vicinity of Horseshoe Bend. Using only the provided tools and their hands, uh, teams must bail water out of the boat until it is light enough to move. Yes. Once you've moved the boat, uh, you get your next clue. Uh, Which one did you choose for this one? I think you chose bailing? Yeah, I chose bailing out the boats. Yeah, it's hard to say which one was easier for this one, just because only Tragedy Fam does bearing. Yeah, and they kind of suck at it. And it seems like... Bailing was easy if you were smart enough to flip the boat over. Yeah. Because many families are not smart enough to do that. Because <laughs> then you dump all the water out. <laughs> so we get to the moment of the siblings just mow through this yeah, challenge. they crush it. Like, the Italians are not even at the dam. And the siblings are leaving. Yes. And they get a little bit lost. The wine moms are on their tail. And the um, tragedy fam is like a little behind. Right. And then the Italians arrive just in time to see the Jerry Gergich family finish. Yeah. So they're way behind. They went the wrong way. They, there, there's a cut, uh, or there's a small scene where one of the brothers in the Italian family says, let's just drive towards the Grand Canyon and then we'll figure the rest out later. So they end up on a different road than everyone else that has a lot more traffic. Yeah. So then we get, uh, when you get to Antelope Point at Lake Powell, you have to take a motorboat to locate a houseboat docked for the pit stop. And the siblings get a little bit lost. Yes. Not very lost, but enough of the wine moms catch up with them. Yeah, so the siblings again come in second and get no prizes. They get to the boats at the same time, but the wine moms are just faster at getting the boat started. You kind of get the impression that they're like, oh, starting this boat sober, please. (laughs) Like, almost like we're like, we've been been drunk on boats. This is easy. Uh, And Phil looks faintly terrified. When the wine moms rock up first. Yes. Like, he looks visibly, eh, oh no. Uh, the wine moms end up each winning a travel trailer because they've been trailing, they've been dragging a trailer with them this whole time because their cars also come with, like, a sleepway trailer this time. Yeah. Uh, so that's what they win. Siblings in second, Tragic Fam in third. Oh my god. So we have to talk about this. Because the Tragedy Fam takes the opportunity to wind a fill. Yeah. Something we've seen, no, like, we haven't even seen the families with, like, young children doing this. Yeah. They whine and they say, like, Weaver family, you're team number three. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you're standing in third place, but you don't look happy. We're all alone. <laughs> we are all alone. 
Well, isn't it going to feel better if you win this all alone? Exactly. Yeah, but, I mean, it's really frustrating because those people are, like, classless. And it's hard to just cooperate with people like that. Remember what your mother said? Yeah. Your mother said you got to just run this your own way. and just. So what is this? We don't cuss. And it's just hard to, like, deal with people like that and then have them group up against you and be, like, the only family that's trying to live a Christian life. And it's just hard. Well, listen, hang in because you we guys are doing job. well. And just remember that, all right? He doesn't roll his eyes on camera, but you get this strong implication that that was cut. Yes. And then, unfortunately, last but not least, the Italians show up. They are eliminated. Yes. And instead of a hug, Phil only gets a handshake. You only get a handshake for an elimination. Hug days are over, Phil. So the Italians are eliminated, and now the rest of the show is less good. Yeah, I, I did like the Italians a lot. I thought they were... Very endearing. I thought they were a lot of fun. Uh, they, again, it's definitely the, they remind me of people I know. Yes. I, I don't know if we didn't live in this general area if we would find them as charming. Yeah. Because they were like, uh, they were, and just like the Schroders, they actually also had another appearance in reality TV. The Italians? Yes. There's an episode of House Hunters where Mama Paolo and one of the sons... Show up to find him a condo. Really? Yeah. Oh, we're going to have to find that episode. Um, I don't know if it'll be as charming without Dad. That's true. Because he, he is just a prize of a person. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds like, based on the HGTV uh, synopsis, Brian wants to buy his own condo. An opinionated mom is in town. And I'm like, I'm into this. Yeah, we got to watch that. And so then we are on episode nine. Yes. This is the hundredth episode of The Amazing Race. Oh, interesting. So we see the wine moms begin to lose it in this episode. Oh, yes. There's one sister who starts, like, they they just kind of come down on the one sister for talking too much. And we don't really see her talking too much. Yeah, I mean... But we're not in the car with them. Yes. And what she's saying, if she's talking too much, it's probably too banal for TV. I mean, we start to see it in these upcoming episodes, her being kind of annoying. But we don't see this, like, what I miss here is the VH1 reality show edit. Because the celeb reality shows have the best editors, mm-hmm. where we'd get, like, a super cut of her just being obnoxious. Yeah. For ten minutes before they made this point. And then we hear, there's one part I want to talk about with the Weavers, or the Tragedy Fam. Oh, yes. The world we live in is obviously not loving and kind, so I think we're just sticking out because we're not as, like, crude. Mm -hmm. It's just so against our beliefs just to keep being treated so rudely, but we can't let it bother us. And my note here is, you know we can hear that you're bullying the other teams constantly, right? It's against our beliefs for other people. To treat us rudely. Also, like... That's not how beliefs work. Also, like, religious persecution is, like, tale as old as time. Yeah, for real. So, teams must drive themselves to Monument Valley. Once there, you must find John Ford's point where you will find your next clue. Yes. They have... And the the Gergich family claims neutrality in all of this war. And I want to point that out because they are the ones who are... In the least danger of a yield. Yeah. The next part is a helicopter ride across, like, the gorge. Yeah, they have to get to Elephant Butte. Yes, and there's only one helicopter, and it can only carry two teams. Yes. 
So the first two teams to get there are um, Tragedy Fam. I Tragedy think? Fam gets there first, and then the siblings get there, but they forget to take a number. And in that time, the Wine Moms scoop them. Yes. So it's Wine Moms and Tragedy Fam, and it's two members of each team being flown to this thing. And Tragedy Mom yells at her son, "Go quick, quick, get it before them." They're coming back. You can't get the helicopter to leave without the wine moms. There is literally no need to be rushing and screaming right now. Oh, yeah. It's very stupid. And then my next question is like, oh, my God, did the siblings have to then wait for the Gergich family? No. No. They didn't. The remaining siblings and the wine moms make a deal that whoever one of them reaches the yield, because we've now been told there will be a yield in this episode. Yield ahead. Uh, they're going to yield Florida. Yes, which which is what they call tragedy fan. Yes. They call them the Florida team. And so the next leg is driving to Moab, Utah, 180 miles away, to find the Gemini Bridges. The siblings do not need to wait for the Gergich family. And then my next note is the siblings are being a tool bags, but they're also not yelling at that they're Christians. Yeah, they're kind of jerks, but like they're not they're they're rowdy youths. They're yeah. They're they're kind of they're not saying it in a way where they feel like they're being persecuted. Yeah, like they're being kind of debaggy, but like yeah. in a very rowdy youths way. Yes. Uh, and then we get the uh, detour. Well, before that, I have a, an amazing quote okay. from the tragedy fan. Fantastic. As they drive through Utah, uh, <laughs> the son uh, Raleigh, Rolly, yeah, Rolly Poly, Raleigh says. Man, God must have spent a little less time on this state. That's one of the girls who says that. Oh, is it? Oh. Raleigh, I'm going to say, we talk about like how the tragedy family is caught talking a lot of crap. Almost none of it is him. Yeah, true. There's also a quote. Oh, I do have a quote from them myself. Utah is the Mormon state. No wonder it's so ugly. Yeah, I have that quote as well. And like, oof. We get the next detour announced then. Ride down or drop down. For ride down, teams must choose bikes and mark, ride a marked six-mile course down the mountain, then through Bull Canyon to find their next clue. Drop down as teams have to compete a 270-foot two-stage rappel down the rock formations. Once all team members were safely on the ground, teams must follow the marked path to retrieve their next clue. Drop down's faster. Easy. Yeah, easily. Um, easily and obviously. Yeah, and it's kind of like if you're afraid of heights, this is not for you. Yeah. Uh, I would do drop down because I'm not afraid of heights. Yeah. I'm afraid of my own shadow, but not heights not for some heights. reason. Uh, so they, yeah, most people choose. Everybody uh, but tragedy fam. But tragedy fam. And I need to point out how bad of a choice it is to do ride down. Because the thing about the detour is there are times where you're doing a detour and you start it and you realize this was the wrong choice and you switch. Yeah. If you chose ride down, you might not realize that you made the wrong choice until you're three miles into a six-mile ride. Oof. So at this point, you have to keep going. Yeah. Like, at and you're in Utah, and it's hot, and you're bike riding. Like, it's a huge mistake to pick ride down. Absolutely. So... Uh, the only, only only tragedy fan picks it, and what's interesting is Raleigh Weaver actually goes on to be a professional cyclist. Oh, really? Yes. 
That is interesting. There, this is also the first time that we get one of the oddest things. Phil does voiceover that says, due to a camera issue, the wine mom's battery was drained. They, have give, they were given a replacement car, but have fallen into last place. Yeah. And that is all the explanation we get. Yes. And I was like, well, that was really weird. So it's very, very strange. So then when they get through that leg to get their next clue, you have to go to Herber City, get to Little Sweden Road and find Bart. Now we know, but the contestants do not know, Bart is a bear. Is a bear. Big old bear. What I enjoy about this is they're like, go get your clue from Bart. Once you're there, running and screaming are forbidden. Yes. (laughs) Because they don't want to startle bear. And then have the bear eat anybody. I mean, I get it. Yeah, you don't really want to get eaten by the bear. Uh, Didn't you tell me this was a very famous bear? Yes. uh, Bart has an extensive filmography. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let me pull it up because I didn't know. But beyond, you know, just the amazing race. Bart the Bear has appeared in such uh, films and television shows as uh, Scrubs, the episode My New God, uh, did you hear about the Morgans, Zookeeper, We Bought a Zoo, and Dr. Doolittle 2? And he is most famous for Game of Thrones being the titular character in The Bear and the Maiden Fair. Oh, wow. So he's the bear who fights Brienne. Oh, wow. So. Moving on up. I thought that was really fun. And no one has anything bad to say about the bear. Which no, I everyone's really just funny. thrilled to get to see a bear. Everyone's like, oh, a bear. <laughs> Uh, as they're making their way to the next uh, leg of this or next clue, there's a part that drives me insane. Yes. The tragedy fam is driving, and I believe they make a wrong turn. Is this where they make the wrong turn? They take a very scenic route? Yeah. So they take this like scenic route while everyone else stays on a highway. So tragedy fam is falling further and further behind. They have this huge trailer on their their truck, so they can't turn around. So they're just sitting there, like, frustrated. And they go by a bunch of bikers. Yeah. And this one's definitely Raleigh. He sticks his head out the window and screams, You wish you were Lance Armstrong. Yeah, it's very weird. Like, that, that poor man has nothing to do with anything. He's just on his bike. And he just got insulted on CBS. Yeah, for no reason. Ugh, tragedy fam. For real, guys. What's up? Yeah, like, there's not really a reason for them to have done that. So, we also then get to, uh, right before they're going to hit the roadblock, there is a yield. The siblings get there first, and they yield tragedy fam. Yes, of course. And there is a really funny moment where we see the wine mom see the yield, and they're like, oh, yay! (laughs) <laughs> like, it's very silly. Yay. And I have a, a note that, like, antagonizing Tragedy Fam has now actually bonded the other three teams. Yeah, for real. Because even the Gurgiches who have claimed neutrality don't like Tragedy Fam. Right. And so they have to do uh, a roadblock here. Yes, this is another bad roadblock. It's a ski jump. They have yes. to go down a ski jump ramp. Because they're at the Salt Lake City uh, Olympic Stadium. Yes. And they will fly off and land in a pool. Yes. This is another ride. 
Yeah. Where it's, you you get there in the order that you showed up, you go down the ride, and then you move on. There's no chance that you can do it faster than another team, because you do it one at a time, and there is no chance to catch up. Like, nothing would change if, instead of there being a roadblock, you just got to leave. Yeah. I hate that. And uh, it doesn't matter how badly you land, because the Jerry Gergich daughter eats it. Yeah. How's your face? Uh, yeah, they all yell, how's that face feel, which is the name of the episode. Yes. The siblings and do a backflip. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. And so then at the, they kind of like know, they're, the tragedy fam is fully whining. And they know there's a yield coming up. They know they're behind. So they stop and get McDonald's. Yeah. And they just full on sit down in front of the yield and eat lunch. And eat lunch. Yeah. And so at, we're at the end of this episode, or no, we're getting to the end of this episode. The siblings finally win a leg, and yes. we get the audio of one of the brothers yelling, "We're coming, Phil!" Yes, and in what might be my favorite moment in this whole <laughs> season is the siblings show up, and Phil goes, "Welcome to Salt Lake City." Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you. Wins family. Your team number one. Ah! And he's kidding. Yeah. But like, what great comedy timing Phil has to be like, this team that has always come in second finally comes in first. And then to tell them they didn't win anything is so funny. But it's also like, you can tell they're the kind of family that he can joke with. Because <laughs> like, he wouldn't have been able to pull that with Tragedy Bam. No. He knows that like, he can mess with the siblings and they'll laugh about it. Yeah. Uh, the siblings win a trip to Wyoming. Yeah, like a beautiful resort in Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, the Gergich family is next, and then the wine moms. And meanwhile, we see uh, Raleigh, the teen son of the tragedy fam, do the most legit ski jump. Now, this is like the third challenge in a row he has done himself. Yeah, it it looks like he would have landed and kept going if it was not into a pool. Yeah, he does like a legitimate ski jump. And then... Tragedy fam, like, they kind of complain that they want to be done. They want to be eliminated. They know they're last, and they kind of do the thing of, like, maybe it's a non-elimination leg. So they kind of half-ass putting on extra clothes. Yeah. Um, it's a non-elimination leg, but they're not, like, thrilled the way everyone else we've seen has been. Yeah. And Phil kind of gives them a little bit of a dressing down. Yeah, it gives them a little bit of a rah-rah speech of, like... You know, teams come from behind all the time. People who've come in last place have gone on to win the whole race. So you just got to keep going. And they're like, yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll keep going. And now, because you can always tell what the uh, order of departure is when you see the pit start things later. They show up a full four hours and 16 minutes after Yeah, the siblings. It, this one... The siblings are the first by about 45 minutes. Yeah. And then the Gergiches and the wine mom show up within 10 minutes of one another. Right. So they, they have a pretty sizable lead at this point. Yes. Yeah. The next thing they have to do is help fill a hot air balloon, but that doesn't happen until 6 a.m. We're on so, episode nine now. Yeah, we're on, we're on episode nine. I also yeah. want to point out that uh, the poor Lynn's 
sister of the siblings is having PMS. And I feel so bad for her. Yeah. The last person you would want to be with is your three brothers. On a cross-country road trip where you don't get a real bed. Yeah, they're not going to be the most sympathetic. But... Uh, they show up and they realize that they can't do anything till 6 a.m. So everyone's going to be even. So everything in the previous episode was meaningless. Was meaningless. It has legitimately no effect on the race as a whole unless they got food poisoning from the McDonald's. Because nothing that happened previous, the only thing that happens that kind of matters is. They use their yield. Yeah. So they won't be able to yield later in the race. Wait, there are no more yields on the race. Yeah. It's entirely pointless. That's why this is why I made my drink. Because this that entire episode just leads to and then they were all even again. Yeah, essentially there's a shuttle service every ten minutes in the order that you go. So the Tragedy Fam only really loses half an hour instead of the four and a half hours, you would think. And so, in the end, they show up and they're like, we got to sleep in a bed. And they're really obnoxious oh, they to everyone. They are so obnoxious. And like, we almost need to use the, I'm going to try to sound like the mom, but you're probably going to need to find her. Are you sorry you wasted your yield? Oh, you will be. Never do that again. She sounds like a cartoon witch. Yeah. Um, well, what I love is she screams at the siblings, are you sorry you used your yield? And the siblings go, no, no, <laughs> no we wanted you to lose. Like, <laughs> that's the perfect answer. Like, no, the, the plan was for you to come in last and we don't like you. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of were hoping that was an elimination leg, really. Yeah. Even if I knew everything that was about to happen, that this was not elimination, we'd all be even. I still would have yielded you. So that for four hours, I wouldn't have to deal with you at the pit stop. Yeah, like... That's not what he says, but that's the subtext of, no. no. (laughs) And, like, Tragedy Fam's really proud of themselves for getting to be petty and mean. Yeah. They make another comment about the wine moms having implants. And my next two notes are, they are just ugly. Yeah, they're so just... Uh, gross. And, and like, there's two teenage girls. And I would get it if it was the two teenage girls and the mom, like, trying to be like, girls, that's not how we talk in a Christian household. But the mom is, if anything, just worse. Yeah. Now, I, I think this is a fine time to bring this up. We talk about the Tragedy Fam's edit. Like, a lot. Yeah. Because, and at this point, Laura knows who wins. Yes. Because she was doing research and it gets spoiled for her. I do not at this point. So I'm trying to come up with a theory on why the show looks the way it does. And I have basically two theories. One, because it would be so easy to make this like triumphant overcoming the odd story with the tragedy fam because yeah. they're the tragedy fam. Their father was killed in a race car accident. Absolutely. Like... You could easily make this family the, we've lost so much, but we've come so far. Yeah. And make that their story. My thought is, either they don't win, so they don't want to show them as the tragedy family that they are, 
because if they lose, it'll be too sad. Yeah. So they had to make them villains. So when they lost, it was satisfying. Or they must have just been so horrible the whole time that it was impossible for them to cut them in a promising and good-looking light. Laura, what did your research show? Uh, they were rude to production, and uh, the other contestants said, like, it would have been impossible to get a good edit out of them. They were terrible the whole time. I, I can totally believe that. Like, you kind of get this impression of, it. they start out with such a sympathetic edit. Yeah. And it kind of swings, and at first I was like, oh, it's because bad dad jokes, uh, you know, they lose them and they need a villain. But it's also just like, they're not kind to anybody. They they talk poorly. They probably couldn't find audio where they talk to Phil and don't complain. Yeah, like... If you're listening, Weaver Family, and you want to come on this show and talk about this and, and explain what happened in your words, I will understand. Yeah. But, based on what I'm seeing, and this is... Two people who do a podcast analyzing how shows work. Yeah. I think you guys were pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. Like it it was it was a because I understand you that the, the the tragedy fam in fact get a bad edit. Oh yeah. But it turns from being a bad edit to a vengeful one. Yeah. Like the crew, this is the crew's revenge for how bad they were to them. I can totally see that. It is brutal. It is brutal. All right. So I just wanted to get that analysis in there. Now let's talk about hot air balloons. There's a collision and the Weavers and the uh, Tragedy Fam has a bad landing. The, the, they talk about how two hot air balloons are going to crash into each other. In the description for this episode. Yeah, they really talk this They're like, oh, oh, are we going to hit? We're getting pretty close. And then it's... <laughs> That's it. Yeah, like they're just kind of like, doop. Meanwhile, the, uh, the Tragedy Fams do like crash into the side of a mountain. They do. <laughs> they do, in fact, crash into the side of a mountain. They're fine. Everyone's fine. Yes. Um, so we get the next... Detour. Yes. Spike it or steam it. Spike it. Teams must use the provided materials to complete a 20-foot section of railway track. Once the section of track was complete and deemed safe, they received their next clue. Uh, Steam it is you must fill the tender of a steam locomotive with 400 pounds of coal using a wheelbarrow and ladder. Once you've transported enough coal, you would get your next clue. Yes. Everyone kind of thinks it's a good idea to do uh, rail because let's let's be real here. It's the best song in Cats. Spike it. The no the railway. Oh cat. well, they're they're both about they're both about railways. So <laughs> one's about trains, one's about the railway. So everyone picks doing the railway <laughs> except for Tragedy Fam, which does the coal. Yes, and we see the brute strength. Of Jerry Gurkich. Yes. All of a sudden, he's swinging a hammer like he's John Henry Irons. Like, he's just... He's just nailing it. Yeah. And the sisters and the his daughters are just like, Go, Dad! Yeah. Like, he kind of, like, does this, this really great moment of, like, redeeming himself to his children. And... 
we, we get a great quote here of one of the boys goes, three stroke. one of the siblings goes, it's three strokes is all it takes for me. And then another one goes, it's all it takes in bed. And all of the siblings are like, whoa. <laughs> and it's such a like relatable, dumb sibling moment. Absolutely. Uh, the exact same production error that happened to the wine moms in the previous episode hits the siblings. Yes. Due to an error with our cameras, the battery was drained of their car and they had to be given a replacement car, but they have fallen to last place. So what do you think happened here? I'm guessing they're plugging the camera into the cigarette lighter yeah, like, and just draining the batteries. That, that's what I get is like that they tried to charge the battery for the camera with the cigarette lighter and like didn't pay attention to how much it was using. And like, I'm trying to think what is fair there. Like, what, what's the fair call when this happens? Because it's not their fault. No. It's the camera crew's fault. And it kind of sucks that the reaction to it is, oh, well, wait for your car. Yeah. Sorry we screwed you. And, like, there's not really a good solution either. Like, my thought was, like, maybe you make it so that the camera guy is invested in the team and also, like, gets paid more if his team moves ahead. But then you have people playing favorites. So my thought is, if it's a camera crew error, you should be able to call all the other cars and be like, everybody has to stop where they are. Everybody pull over. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if it's hard to legislate of, like, does somebody, what if somebody doesn't? I mean, I think you can be like, uh, you are being sent this text message to the camera crew or whatever that's like, have them pull over and text back once you're pulled over. So then you have a timestamp of when everyone stopped. Yeah. And then you can make sure everyone stops for the equal amount of time. Okay. So... Uh, I don't actually have a lot of notes on this episode because it's a lot of drive to a place and get your clue. Yeah, there's not a lot of cool stuff in this one uh, until we get to the roadblock. Yeah. Which is one where they get to have two uh, members. Yes. And they have to get on horses and herd six cattle from a pen to a corral a quarter of a mile away. And they have little GoPros strapped to their head and they look like anger- anglerfish. Yes. We watch them do cattle stuff. Nothing like really special happens here. It's just funny. Uh, I think this is the one that's not a pit stop. Um, now, now that I'm looking over my notes. It is. You're correct. So this is the one where when they go and see Phil, they're like, here's your next clue. You're still racing. Yeah. And then the next thing they have to do is go to Old Faithful. And Well, we're jumping into a new episode now, right? No, we are not. I Really? I have cattle... Cattle Drive, two members, and then I have Not a Pit Stop, and then I have Episode 10. Um, I think you have that because there's still people moving through it. Because this is not always a linear show. If a team gets ahead, they are sometimes at the pit stop before another team is doing the cowboy thing. So, they have to go to Old Faithful, and... Uh, what happens is they have to wait for the geyser to erupt. And it, it's another thing of like, it only goes off every 92 minutes. I kind of dig this because I understand that you want to do stuff that kind of keep them competitive. Like, 
So doing things where it's like the buses leave every you know hour mm-hmm. is a way to not only get someone to catch up, but also to create a lead. Like it's very, it's a, it's a formula that the Amazing Race uses to kind of keep everybody close but not too close. Yeah, I like the concept of using Old Faithful because it's a natural occurring consistency. Right. So I kind of like this as an idea. Uh, they do an amazing job of the first two teams to get there are siblings and tragedy fam. Tragedy fam. The other two teams are on their way before they even know what they have to do. Yeah, they're pulling in. They're like, "Hey, look at that geyser in the in the distance," not realizing that that's sealing their fate. Yes, great editing here. So, so we get that moment, and then. Uh, the Jerry Gergich family narrowly wins and gets to the pit stop first, only to find out they're still racing. Yes. Like, there's I'm not even a... I'm sorry I said this happened earlier. Yeah. There's not even a prize. Yeah. This episode is stupid. Yeah. I mean, this one at least... Well, <laughs> it says, you're still racing, here's your next clue, and then it comes up to be continued. Like, we get one of those title cards, and I was like, okay, that's exciting. Because they thought it was a pit stop, but they're not going to get any rest. They're going to keep going. The race is still on. This is fine as long as they're not immediately all even. They're all even again. Yeah. I, this episode sucks. They all end up even again as they head to what's going to be the detour at a ranch that is not open yet. So episode 10, why moms are falling apart. Uh, Jerry Gurkich's family is having an extremely amiable discussion about how hangry they all are. Yes. Like, really pleasant. Like, man, I sure do get grumpy when I don't eat. Tragedy fam begins to turn on each other about having enough gas in the car. This probably isn't foreshadowing. Uh, And then they get to the ranch and it's open 7 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. It's hurry up and wait again. And then, as you said, we get to other detour. Yes. Pioneer spirit or native tradition. Pioneer Spirit teams was properly attached four wheels to a covered wagon. Once they were safely attached, teams would hitch horses to the wagon and ride it along a quarter-mile course to receive their next clue. Choice B is Native Tradition. You must use the provided materials to properly build a Native American teepee. Once it was completed, teams received their next clue. Knowing us, Pioneer Spirit. Yes. You and I do, between us, have some very basic woodworking. Um, I'm really good at Ikea furniture. Yes. Uh, the the TP seems a bit more difficult. It seems tall. Yeah, and I'm short. And that seems to be the the reoccurring problem is that it <laughs> it requires tallness. So the siblings and the Jerry Gergich family takes the cart, and the wine moms and the tragedy fam take the other one. Yeah, this is an example of when the one member of the wine moms is annoying. Yes, because they everyone is working on the TP. The one wine mom's like, I'm going to go in the other TP and count. And they're like, okay. And she goes in and she like measures the different, like the distance between the poles. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, I went in and counted. Every stick needs to be exactly three feet apart. And everyone's just like, what? It's like, yeah, I measured it. Three of my feet. One, two, three. Pole goes here. One, two, three. Pole goes here. And everyone's like, this is not... Mm, this is not helpful. I don't think it needs to be an exact replica. As a sidebar, I'm right. Um, about about what? 
Oh, the Pioneer Spirit is much faster. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, and again, I will not do the Amazing Race. I have to pee far too often. Yes, this is true. We also get... I think it is... I, I'm not sure if it's Tragedy Fam this time. It might have been the wine moms that say, Oh, everyone's talking too much. Too many chiefs and not enough... What's the saying? And they're saying it in front of a Native American chief. Who has a lot of great deadpan reaction shots of, like, white people. Yeah. So, the next thing they have to do is... Uh, teams must drive themselves to Cody. Yes. And find the hotel named after Buffalo Bill's daughter, which is the Irma Hotel. And then you have to dress up in period clothing and take one of those old-timey boardwalk Wild West photos yeah. with a Buffalo Bill impersonator. Yes. And it, it's a holdup. It is just there to make things a little slower. Yeah, it's again a thing that you can't get ahead of anyone in doing it because no. like, they show up and you have to wait for the other team to take their picture and undress yeah. before you can then get dressed to take the picture. Because they, I guess they only have one changing room. Yeah. The siblings win, get in, get out. And they are leaving, or they are getting their pictures taken as the Jerry Gergich family arrives. Yes. The Jerry Gergich girls have a great time making fun of the Lind boys. Yes. Like, uh, things between these two teams are very amiable. Right. So they do have like, oh, you look great. You look great. Like making fun of them. And then Tragedy Fam shows up as the Gergich family gets their pictures taken. And we see Tragedy Fam almost be a little bit nice to the Gergich family because they're the only family like we don't see openly antagonizing them anymore. Right. Now, the Gergich family doesn't like them either. Yeah. But, but like, they're it's staying just... out of the drama. Yes. So. We get to the next roadblock. Two team members are assigned to perform it. They have to choose a colored flag, search the golf course back nine for four golf balls that match that color. Yes. Siblings, very wise, because there are four colors and one of them is bright orange. So he's like, oh, let's take orange because it'll stand out the most. Yep. Good move. There's orange and then there's like electric purple. Yeah. And the other there's like gray. Yeah, the other two are much harder to find. Yeah. The wine moms get to take their picture and we get a beautiful reaction shot from the hostess of the Irma Hotel restaurant. Yeah, because they're heavily flirting with Buffalo Bill. Yeah, they're just out of order. It is the wine momist part. Yes, it is the wine mommiest they've ever gotten. And there's a great moment of like Buffalo Bill having a great time and the hostess just being like, I'm going to stab myself. Yeah. Or them. So next is the pit stop. Yeah, so right after the golf ball. Nothing happens in this episode. Not really. Um, so they have to drive themselves to Absaroki, find Larry Arnold's Green Meadow Ranch, and check in. Yeah. The Jerry Gergich family wins. Yeah, they get ahead of the siblings because they're the first team to think maybe the golf balls are in the golf holes. Yeah. And the siblings, like, drove right by it. So they win a full-size Buick. Yeah, they win a car. Oh, yeah, because the golf carts that they were driving around were Buicks. They were Buick brand golf carts. Yeah, the episode. this episode's called The Family Christmas Card, and it's the Jerry Gergich dad Yeah. about the picture, because the girls are complaining how gross they look. Oh, yeah, there's a whole kind of, like, subplot throughout this episode of them being hangry. Yeah. And when the girls get hangry, they get nasty, 
And when he gets hangry, he gets goofy. Yeah. So it's the three daughters hating everything. And him just kind of be like, huh, we're going to take a photo. <laughs> they have a really amiable conversation about how hangry they're. They're like, I sure do get angry when I do not eat. Mm, yes, I could use some nourishment. And then uh, the siblings are an easy second. Yes. And then we get some editing here. And it is... The tragedy fam, neck and neck with uh, the, the wine, wine moms. moms. And we get this, like, the tragedy fam gets pulled over by the cops for speeding. Yes. Which, I really want to talk about this. Yeah. Because they get pulled over and the cops like, we're just going to give you a warning. But, you know, be safe out there. I remember in previous episodes of The Amazing Race where teams were given time penalties for speeding. I specifically remember a team uh, getting a time penalty because the clue said, drive under the speed limit. And they drove at the speed limit. Not over it. The speed limit was 45 and they did 45. They were supposed to be doing 44. So they got a time penalty. There is no time penalty here, despite the fact that the police said they were going too fast. Not the cameraman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not the referee of the amazing race. They were going so fast it broke the law. Yeah. And they received no penalty. Yep. Anywho. It it kind of looks like it's editing, but Tragedy Fam does eke out staying in the race over the weaver or over the, the uh wine, the wine moms. moms. Which let me tell you about this ending bit. Because usually there's like a, an end bit. We don't talk about it often because it's the same thing every time. Yeah. It's always like, you know, we gave it our best. I learned a lot about family. I saw things that I never saw before. I'm, I'm, I'm going home a loser, but with my head held high. This one, the one girl's like, you know, I never got to hang out with my sister. And I was hoping that like this would be a bonding experience, but... It turns out none of them like me. And then it cuts to the other wine mom going, yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to like her. I love my sister, Chris. It's just, we don't click. And I don't expect that this experience will change that. Our relationship will be exactly the same when we get home. It won't change. I definitely came into the race thinking that we were all going to learn to be more accepting of each other. and then, But that's just not the way it turned out. We're still sisters, but... She's annoying. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Where's the feel good we gave it our best moment? Yeah, like, it it is rough. And they actually, they do all end up going to Belize together. And they they say, like, the sister, because I was reading an interview with them and says, the sisters also have plans to celebrate Christmas together. I have questions. Were they not celebrating Christmas together? Yeah, they were never a big fan of Christmas. They're also, there's a 16-year age gap. Between the eldest and youngest sisters who are racing. Interesting. Which means that, like, one of them was, all, like, Michelle was, like, almost out of the house when Trisha was born. Yeah, all right. And it also kind of makes sense, like, with Trisha being so young, why she kind of, like, vibes with the siblings. Yeah. Because, like, she's kind of in there with them. Yeah. They were, at that time, one of the... Highest ranking female teams ever. Really? 
Yeah, for there were not a lot of teams that were two women in early seasons. Yeah, I can't think of any. <laughs> so they were actually doing really, really well. And when you think about like the oldest of the siblings team is 24, he is closer in age to the youngest wine mom than yeah, she right. is to her own siblings. Yeah, okay. So that's probably why they were like kind of vibing with them because like for the youngest wine mom, she's much more in common with the 24-year-old than she does with her 40-some-year-old, her 42-year-old sister. Yeah. So, uh, then we get this shot of Tragedy Fan being like, it's God's will that we're still in this. Because anything that is lucky for them is God's will. Anything that is not lucky for them or with skill from another team is luck. Yeah, or, or direct oppression from the other team's rudeness. Yes. So now we are in episode... 11 the f- how charming a finale yes the it opens with like a recap of the entire season yeah which is great because i take no notes on it yeah i need to also say this and i'm sorry that you were like an hour and a half into this episode and now i'm giving you this tip hulu when you watch the amazing race it goes ads recap and theme song ads and then the episode starts. Fast forward through that. Yeah. Fast forward right through it. And if you fast forward a l- far enough ahead of those second ads, you won't get the second ads. Yeah. So, uh, they have to fly to Montreal and Quebec. I love going to Quebec. Um, big letter Kenny fans. And you could take your provided flight itinerary or do your own. Yes, so you could attempt to figure out a faster faster way if you want. And then you have to go to the Square Victoria Metro Station, find the Underground City, find the Center CDP Capital Passageway, and then there will be a clue box. This moment is so frustrating where the kiosk opens for the first time. Yeah. And the siblings and uh, Raleigh make a mad dash towards it. Raleigh... Knocks out one of the siblings. Like, they get there at roughly the same time, but Raleigh body checks one of them, and he goes down and face plants. The sibling gets up and kind of gives him a hug. like And, like, helps him up a little bit. Like, I get it. Like, we're racing. Like, no hard feelings. And you hear the Tragic Fam's mother scream. Don't touch him! Oh, stop doing that impression. Uh, well, and then we find out when during the cutaway... That the boy grabbed the sibling's book bag. And spun him out. Yeah. Like they were playing Mario Kart. And then I, I really hate this part because like the siblings go to the uh, front desk like people and Tragedy Fam goes full Karen and like goes to a private office and speaks to the manager. Yeah. Like, and I just, I, I cannot stand this family at this point. Uh... The Gergich family essentially takes, uh, they, they take the L and they have a flight delay. Yes. And they each have to get a cab. And yes. Tragedy Fam is so creepy to their cab driver. Well, we've now graduated from Speedy Gonzalez Spanish to, to Pepe, Pepe Le Pew French. French. Because <laughs> they actually say, Fasto Mercy. Which 
is not French. Nor is it Spanish, <laughs> Nor really. He's just, Fasto Mercy. And the driver's like, I'm not going to hurt myself so you can get somewhere quickly. Yeah, oh, I'm not risking my life for you. Which I was like, yeah. But what I do love is this entire leg of the race. All three teams stick with the same cabbie the entire time. Yeah. And it then becomes the story of three cabs trying to get on television for as long as possible. Oh my god. <laughs> uh. So we get we get well acquainted with these three teams cabs. So uh, they all end up going to this underground city. The siblings and Gary Gergic, they're they're separated by like maybe an hour. Yeah. But they're they both just run right by it like a few times. Yes. Which is frustrating. And that brings us to the detour. Yes. Uh, the detour for this episode is slide it or roll it. Teams must travel to the McGill Arena at the McDonald campus of McGill University and participate in the sport of curling. You must glide a granite stone 120 feet down the ice to the house target. Once each team member gets a stone into the house or touches the house with a total of four targets, they receive their next clue. Roll it is teams must travel to Morgan Arboretum and use lumberjack tools to roll four wooden logs along a hundred foot course in order to receive their next clue from the lumberjack. I would choose roll it because I suck at sports. They're both sports. Yeah, but one is not like precision sports. I look at you and I go, we would go curling because I want to go curling. Yeah. (laughs) Curling is the correct answer. Honestly, it's kind of ambiguous. It is kind of ambiguous in that, because... Because what happens is with curling, both cabbies get lost. Yeah, both cabbies are like, oh, I know where the curling arena is. And they go to like a closed building. Yeah, so they actually kind of have the problem of... Yeah, the correct answer is going to whatever place your cab knows how to get to. (laughs) Yes. Because what ends up happening is uh, the Gergich family pulls ahead purely because... The other cabbies get lost. Yes. And then we end up having to go to the American Pavilion for the 1967 World's Fair. Uh, Well, just real quick, I want to talk about how the Tragic Fam does the curling and the cabbie is there with them cheering them on so they can be on TV more. Yeah. Uh, The siblings uh, just talk about how much they love curling. Yeah. They're like, this is my new favorite sport. We're going to do this in Ohio. Yes. Uh, and then we get to the next roadblock, which is a flying trapeze roadblock. This one's fun. Uh, but again, it's a ride. Yes. Well, this one's at least more of a ride because I'm going to break down what happens here. Yeah. Tragedy Fam uh, gets there uh, first. And they have to, like, choose someone to grab under the trapeze flip upside down and then do perform a catch where you swing and you grab the other guy's arms that swings towards you and let go of your trash piece bar and they you kind of hang by their arms. Yeah. Uh, and Raleigh, because he's the best and is carrying his team, yeah. nails it and they run away. Yeah. The siblings get there a little bit later. They do not run into each other. Right. So they have no idea that they're actually in second right now. And... Everyone, or me and Lara look at each other and we're like, oh, clearly she's going to do this. The the daughter. Yes. Or, I'm sorry, the sister. 
of the siblings. Because she's small and She's light. the smallest. And instead, one of the big muscly dudes is like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. He fails the catch so many times. So many times. That Gary Gergic shows up and are able to catch up. Yes. So this is a much more successful roadblock because it did provide teams with a chance to catch up if you fail at it. This is the opposite of a ride. Like, this is the, like, this requires some sort of skill that's not, like, allow your body to succumb to gravity. <laughs> yeah. And then with the pressure on, the siblings are able to do it. Yeah. The next thing they have to get to is uh, Park Olympique, riding a golf cart from the park to Stad Olympique, Olympic Stadium in Toronto. Yes. Or in Montreal, rather. Montreal. Uh, they go to Toronto later. Yeah. So there's one door large enough to get a golf cart through, and they have to find that door. And Centerfield has the clue. Yeah. In one also, none of these people know any... Like, none of these people know even Pepe Le Pew, uh, Beauty and the Beast French. Yeah. Do you know how to get to the State Olympique? My favorite moment La is... Sauce? The clue clearly says, drive through the doors, the open doors, to get to center field where you'll find your clue. Yeah. There's a moment where the tragedy family sees a closed door and is like, I don't know, maybe it's this. And they just run into it. <laughs> They're like, no, it wasn't that. Yeah, they, they tried. Just, they just hopefully run into a door. In the end, the tragedy family get, finds their way to the field. And in it, there is a clue that explains that on the back, or somewhere in the stands, there is a departure time for a mystery flight. There are three departure times. You don't have to take the first one you find, but once you take it, you can't switch. Yeah. This is also a nightmare because you have to just, you have to find it in this giant stadium. Yeah, it is a giant stadium and it's like, there's a little marking on the back of the seat that you want to find it. All teams catch up here. Yeah. The flights are only 15 minutes apart. Five minutes apart. They're five minutes apart. 545, 550, and 555. There's a point where they all have to run out and pay the taxi drivers. Yeah, they all realize that they have left their cab outside and they're like, oh, we didn't pay the taxi. So they all run out and pay their cabs, which is funny. Oh, I have a note because I was like, what time is it? It's, we know they shot in July. It's dusk. And I looked up like what time sunset was in Montreal on July 10th of this year. So it's got to be around nine. Right. So they're looking at less than eight hours of sleep. Yes. And they're all looking for these these things, and they're hard to find. And the tragedy family gives up. The tragedy family legitimately gives up at one point, and the mom goes to sleep in the on a cot in the middle of the field with all the lights on. Which is where they're all sleeping. Which is, yeah, I, was a, I could never sleep here. On top of that, there is... It, these things are so hard to find that there is not a moment where someone's like, we found one. Do we take it or do we look for others? Yeah, if no, you find like, one, you're like, I get it. Yeah, I'm taking it. This entire leg of the race comes down to, were you lucky enough... To find the one that happened to have the 10-minute lead. Yeah. So frustrating. There's also... And, like, the siblings get 550. And they're like, we found one. Cool. 
Now, fortunately, the Gurgiches get 545. Yeah. Because if after all of this and giving up, Tragedy Fam somehow got 545, I'd have lost it. And then, you know, the Tragedy Fam whines that it's unfair. And I'm like, this is fair. Like, this is, if anything, too nice to you. I, I think fair is not the word I'd use. I don't think it's unfair. But it's stupid. Like... All of this led up to scratch-off tickets, basically. Like, maybe, maybe not. Uh, the idea that a team would find one of them, not take it, and consider continuing to look is ridiculous. So, like, after everything, it comes down to random chance. Yeah. They get their charter to a mystery destination, and Daddy Gurgich successfully figures out they're in Toronto yes. when they touch down. yes. And I was like, yeah, it's definitely Toronto. You can see the CN Tower. Guess where the next place they're going is? The CN Tower. The CN Tower. What do you know? And during this, I do feel bad for Raleigh of a Team Tragedy fam. Because he is starting to get really, um, really discouraged. Really just depressed. Because his mom and sisters have just kind of given up. Yeah. After carrying the team on his back. Oh, at one point in the stadium, he's literally carrying one of his sisters on his back. Yes, yes. And I have a note here of like, oh, he's now just literally carrying his sister. Oh, and this is an important thing because you found this out. It's not like the mom could go to sleep and the kids could keep looking. Because you have to be within 20 feet of your team members at all times. Yeah, so... That's why Daddy uh, Gurgich is standing awkwardly by the car looking like a pimp when his daughters ask for money. Yeah. He can't like go inside and not be... Standing around looking weird. Yeah, so on top of everything with this challenge, it's not like the four of you could split up and search the stadium that way. Like, it's four people all searching the same area, which is making that even take longer. All right. <laughs> and then, so they have to get to the CN Tower. There's a point where uh, the we, the uh, Tragedy Fam stops at a gas station, and... Uh, they talk to the clerk, and the clerk helps them find the CN Tower on a map. Right. And then she goes, well, this map's ripped a little bit. Can we just have it for free? Ugh. And, like, the guy gives it to her in a way that is clearly meant, like, will you go will you away? Leave? Will you leave if I do that? So, and it's just gross. Like, at this point, she's getting this edit that we're like, if you win, if she wins this season... I will hate this show. <laughs> And this season will be the greatest failure. Yeah. Because she will have beaten all of these, like, likable children. So they get to the CN Tower. They pretty much all get there close to one another. Yeah, because the flights were only ten minutes apart. There's a nice moment where Rolly makes conversation with the elevator guy. Yeah. That you really like. Yes. He was like, so, you work here long as an elevator operator? Yeah. How is it? It has its ups and downs. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And it's cute. Siblings and the Gurgiches are pretty cheerfully neck and neck to the point where they're like, hey, as long as one of us wins. Yeah, as long as that tragedy family does not win, we'll be happy. And you have to find the Amazing Race flag to signal where you're going to go next from the CN Tower. Yeah, so you have binoculars and just kind of look around at the adjacent buildings. This is kind of a good challenge because since everyone's kind of close... You need to see it, communicate to your team that you see it, and not alert the other team that you've seen it. Yes. Fun stuff. 
So the siblings and the Gurgiches get out pretty quickly. Uh, Tragedy Fam is stuck there. And again, almost gives up. Yes. Because it's not fair. They love quitting. And that takes us to our detour. Yes. Ship or shoe. Mm -hmm. For ship, teams must sail from Queen's Quay across Toronto Harbor to the Kajama boat. One team member has to climb 100 feet to the top of the ship's mast, retrieve a nautical flag, and exchange it for their next clue. For shoe, teams must travel to the Bata Shoe Museum and choose a pair of shoes. You then must have to search for the woman wearing the matching shoe among 100 women, or a woman who fits the shoe. Yeah. Among 100 women walking around the museum. Once you find the match, you receive your next clue. Yes. Ship is clearly easier. Ship is clearly easier. I do like, because Gary Gurdjieff's family ends up going to the shoes. Yeah. And they actually say on the ride there, it's all luck-based. If we can get lucky, we can get ahead. So the idea is they know that they're taking a chance here. But if they just happen to pull the right thing at the right time, they can be done instantly. And they need that to get ahead. So I like that they at least put that thought in of like, we are not going to catch up doing what is clearly the easier thing. Mm -hmm. We have to do what is the harder thing and just hope we luck out. I also want to talk about how it's not like, it's not a Cinderella situation. It's not like this shoe was custom made to fit one single foot. Yeah. Basically, (laughs) what they do is... They have four women with the same foot shoe size, and then they put a casting call out for 96 women with big feet. And to me, that just cracks me up. <laughs> that they're like, we're looking for a bunch of people with big feet to walk around barefoot and go, that's not my shoe. Yeah. <laughs> it takes much longer. The siblings just motor through. Yeah. I mean, it's not that hard of a climb. Like, you just climb up there and you do the thing. Yeah, it's it's pretty quick. No points if you can guess which member of Tragedy Fam does all the work. Is it is it rolling? It's rolling. Um, after that, teams must drive themselves to Queenston and find the boat ramp for Whirlpool Jet Boat Tours. Then you take the jet boat across the Niagara River to Niagara Gorge to find the buoy with the next clue, uh, which will bring you into... Uh, Joseph Davis State Park in Lewiston, New York. Yes. The, so you're getting back to New York State. Yes. The jet boat ride looks super fun. Yes, it does. They get soaked. Yeah. It's like Super Splash Mountain. Yeah. It looks like it's a blast. Uh, There's a great moment where the siblings ask somebody for directions. And then a few minutes later, the Gergich family pulls over and asks the same man for yeah, directions. Yeah, like, I just told your friends. And he goes, oh, I just saw another team. Yeah. And they actually take that as a good sign. They're like, oh, another team has been by here. Like, so they get to the final roadblock, almost neck and neck, the Branson family, which is the Gergich family, and the siblings. And it's a 71-piece jigsaw puzzle. Yes. Out of my way, children. Of North America. And I would just be shoving people out of the way, like, oh, this is my, this is my jam. Out of my way, peasants. But I just want to talk about this amazing moment. Because Gary Gurdjick, I believe, is the one who does this. He's like, oh, I can do this puzzle, no problem. And it's a giant puzzle at, like, I don't know, a 70-degree angle? So you kind of have, like, for the pieces to fit, you kind of have to start from the bottom so that there's, like, 
something to set the piece on. Yeah. He just grabs Missouri, puts it in the right spot, and lets it go, and it just falls. And he's like, oh, damn. <laughs> so funny. And it is neck and neck. There, it, it is so. It is edited in a way that looks very, very close. Yeah, we, we get a few shots. Tragedy Fam has not made it. But no. we do get a few shots where the camera actually moves from one puzzle to the other. So you, it, you know it's not, like, editing, unless they, like, spliced it very well. But, like, you see them side by side how close it is. And it's, that's what you want for a finale. It's insanely close. And then it becomes an actual foot race. Yes. Because they finish within instants of each other. Well, one team loses Rhode Island. They're yes. Like, Where's my Rhode Island piece? And then we get there and you see Phil and you kind of don't see which team it is. Right. Until it turns around. And the siblings, Lynn's family, you have won the amazing... Oh, after... Let me let me try to do this correctly. Lynn's family. After 25 days, 50 cities, and more than 600 consecutive hours together as a family, you have won the amazing race. Yes, and all the eliminated teams are there and clapping. It's very, very nice. And then uh, Megan, the sister, just burst into tears. And there's a nice moment where like Phil consoles her because yeah. she's so uh, she's so emotional. The Gergich family runs into the arms of the siblings. Yeah. Like they're all happy. It's very sweet. Yeah. And then we hear the voice of sweet little Carissa Gaggin. Go Wally! Yeah. And like, oh Yes, of the Rugrats. Oh. It's so cute. And then like Jerry Gergich Wally talks about being proud. Of mm. the siblings. And it's just like a really nice moment for these two teams. Everyone's happy to see them. Everybody good-naturedly claps for the Tragedy Fam when they get their third, mm-hmm. which is more than they deserve. There's a great moment where I notice how clean everyone not still in the race looks. Yeah, they got to go take <laughs> showers in Sequesterville. Yeah, because they, they send you to a resort. They send you to a nice resort, apparently. Um, yeah, we should do the Amazing Race and just lose. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> You'd only have to do one leg, and then we could just go to a resort. Yeah, but if they find out about this audio, we've now confessed to our plan. <laughs> well, then I secretly win. Oh. <laughs> we would be a great team if the whole time you were like, but we were supposed to lose and go to a hotel. No! <laughs> no, we're getting the fast forward. Jump off of this dock. <sighs> okay, but we're getting a dog. <laughs> That would be the whole thing, is, like, if I do this, will we get a dog? And then, like, the dog's life would just slowly become more elaborate. Yeah. Forget, if I do this, well, can we dress the dog up in clothes? Then, after we're eliminated in the last episode, we're standing there clapping with six dogs. <laughs> and I'm the happiest person. <laughs> so, uh... You have won the amazing race. No, I did. <laughs> Look at all my dogs. <laughs> um, so... We're going to talk about this. Uh, I'm going to talk about some of the trivia now. Yeah. Give it, what else we got to um, talk about here? The reason this was entirely in North and Central America is insurance reasons. That makes total sense. Uh, it's the reason why there's almost never racers under 21 years of age, even in a normal season. Right. There was an 11th team. Really? That dropped out right before filming, which is also why we have so many elimination non-elimination legs, because we just caught a team. Oh, okay. And... Uh, they, they've talked about uh, 
bringing some of these teams back, especially because they were so young. Yeah. Like, I would love to see the Rugrats today, the brother-sister team. Yeah, and they actually wrote the foreword for a book about the Amazing Race, which was cute. Oh, yeah. My ox is broken? Yes, and uh, the little girl uh, ran an Amazing Race blog for a while. Ah, that's awesome. And uh, the Lynn siblings were told to send in tape, and they were in the middle of a bachelor party for one of the guys in Vegas. So they cut it short to send in audition tapes. Oh, that's funny. Uh, it's ambiguous what's going to happen because obviously we've, we've kind of hit this like snag in production. Yeah, of course. For a little bit. Uh, season 32 did air last fall after being significantly delayed. Right. Uh, season 33 was cut mid-race. That's insane. They were filming when Corona began to be a thing. And so they cut it. So that it's been cast. We don't know anything about the cast. But like they've completed a leg? Uh, apparently they completed a couple legs. Oh, wow. See, uh, now I want to call see that, like, you know, the Green family has checked in, at, <laughs> arrived first at 6.23 a.m. So they will leave at 6.23 p.m. a year and a half later. <laughs> he has a full beard. He's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting, because I was looking around, like, Reddit and interviews and... Uh, a lot of people think the next All-Stars slash returning season uh, is likely to bring back the Gagan family. It's been 16 years. I mean, they're 25 and 28 now. Yeah. Like, they are prime Amazing Race age. Yes, absolutely. And nobody has that pedigree of, like, I've been doing the Amazing Race since I was nine. Yeah, for real. Like, I, I, I would not be surprised if in some capacity, we see especially the little girl again. Yeah. Even if, like, part of me is even, like, if Phil ever stops doing it, could we see her, like, be a potential host later? That would be an interesting choice, yeah. But uh, I'm, I kind of, like, looked around Reddit, and I looked around, you know, a lot of interviews. Uh, they kind of said, like, the Weavers don't like doing interviews because they kind of get PTSD. Uh, they got a lot of bad memories in the race. They don't look back on the race fondly. Yeah. I'm really of the opinion, based on the timeline, that it might have been too soon for them to be on TV. Like, all yeah. of their wounds were so fresh. Because I do remember in the last episode, before they get to the stadium, they actually just say, we had a really good day. Because they don't run into any other teams. And, yeah. like, they got to do, like, trapeze stuff. And yeah. they got to do curling. Like, they just kind of have a fun day. And then once they get to the stadium, it's a brick wall. But I do remember them being like, what a great day. Yeah. What a cool day we had on The Amazing Race. What a fun thing for every person to try once. And I saw a great point made on Reddit that I fully agree with. Kids getting a villain edit in the age of social media is a lot harder than kids getting a villain edit in 2005. Yeah, that's true. Like... Twitter didn't exist. Facebook didn't... Ex like, Facebook was brand new when this was airing and only for college students. <clears throat> so it, it's a lot harder to outrun. Outrun your past and to have, like, you being awful Yeah. on camera at 16. Yeah, it's going to follow you a lot more nowadays. Yeah, I... I I agree with this, like, with that kind of, like, that it's very difficult to have kids and teenagers followed around like that. Yeah. So, uh, that's kind of what I had here. 
Um, you know, the Gagan family, the Rugrats family, does get called every now and then, but they've just never been able to uh, get the scheduling right. Okay. So, yeah, that's uh, the Amazing Race Family Edition. All right. I think it's verdict time, then. Uh, that that family's getting the villain edit thing convinced me this is a Stay Doomed. Yeah. I, I think the only way you could do a family edition of The Amazing Race is if you actually uh, made it all families with similarly aged children and ran it on, like, Disney. Like, yeah. really made it a kid show. Because this kind of goes back to what Matt was saying with a Crypt Keeper or... Crypt Keeper? Yeah. Crypt Keeper Matt was asking if uh, we thought this was tough and if we were worried about the quest season two mm-hmm. because they're making it a kid show. And I think it's about who the audience is. I think the quest season two isn't really for adults. Kind of like Moola Beach really isn't for adults. Yeah. I think Amazing Race Family Edition could have done better if the audience was younger and they were able to kind of make this a fun adventure show about families. Mm-hmm. When we when you see meet the cast and there's only two families with kids under 10. Yeah. I, I felt like this show is stacked against the actual families that they were clearly kind of advertising the show around. Yeah. I, I think that needed to be more clear. Yeah, I thought that they were going to... Because they do try to, like paint this narrative in the show of like when they tell the siblings like you lost to some kids and they kind of wanted to be able to have that story of like these are little kids that are able to hold themselves up against the young you know people uh the same way that like there's always an older team in the amazing race usually and it's like yeah they're in their 50s but they can still hang and they can still win I think a big thing that hurts this is, and I said it in the beginning, I don't want the siblings to win because you're asking the question like, who's going to win? This couple that brought their two preteen kids along with them or this family of athletes in their 20s? What do you know? The team of athletes won. Yeah. So like, you know, the team with the the one to two odds... End up winning, so uh, who cares? Uh, I think when it comes to like the quest, the quest is going to become more like that PBS reality show that we we watched the defunct TV on. What yeah. was that called? About the cartoon dog. Oh God, I don't remember. Where it's not because the quest was never about winning a prize; it was about having a fun experience. And they're just going to give kids a fun experience that'll be fun to watch on the quest. I'm a little bummed out I can't be on the quest, but whatever. Uh, that's the direction they're taking the show now. So I think I don't think the quest will suffer the way The Amazing Race did. That being said, did I enjoy this season of The Amazing Race Family Edition? Absolutely. Was I invested? Absolutely. Did I care about the teams? Absolutely. If they did it again, would I watch it? Absolutely. Do I want them to do this instead of a season of The Amazing Race? No. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, it basically, the major problem with this is going to a restaurant that serves your favorite meal, you're never going to order anything else because your favorite meal's right there. Yeah. Like, the steak is so good. Their burger might be great, but the steak is my favorite. So why deviate? The Amazing Race is a very solid show the way it is. 
this was a fun experiment that never needs to be repeated. So it's a very bummer of a stay doomed. I would say it's a stay doomed for me as well. Just I, I feel like by virtue of the game over rule, I think you could do an amazing race with kids, but you, it's not the amazing race. It would have to be a straight spinoff. It would have to be very cognizant that it's off. It's audience would and should be younger. Yeah. That's going to do it for our analysis of uh, the Amazing Race Family Edition. Thank you to crowdfund Cryptkeeper Matthew for suggesting this and also keeping the lights on. And thank you to all of our patrons for voting for this episode. What are we watching next week? Next week we are watching Chris Elliott's Action Family, which is a failed starring vehicle pilot for Chris Elliott. Yeah, so check that out. Links are in the description below if you want to watch that before you listen. Yep, it's just it's a quick one next week because uh, we had 11 hours of... More than 11 hours because yes. some of these were two-hour episodes. Yes, so we needed something a little bit easier. Where can people find us? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And if you want to be my partner on The Amazing Race because Laura doesn't want to go, we can lose on purpose and go hang out in the hotel. I'm at Plus Two Comedy. If you want to find a way to still leverage it into helping me get a dog... I'm at Sprocket League. Until next time, stay doomed.